Welcome to the Doorway to Self podcast, a metaphysical container for all things mental health, all things human, and all things psychic. Because if you're human, you're psychic. Through the power of story, the gift of psychoeducation, and shared research of the human experience, we will delve into all things metaphysics to help bring to light the truth of your being. If you're on the journey home to your golden self, this is the podcast for you. Here we go. This is the Mental Health Revolution with Rachel Leah Gerson of Doorway to Self. Hello and welcome back to the Doorway to Self podcast. My name is Rachel Leah Gerson and thank you so much for tuning in whether this is your first time or your, ah, I don't even know what episode this is, time? <laughs> okay, actually this is definitely episode 22 because <laughs> that is a little bit too apropos for the subject of today's episode that it is the 22nd episode of the Doorway to Self podcast. But a little bit more on that later. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, for your support, for your messages, for your reviews on iTunes. I've been loving all of the stories that have been coming in, all of the different requests, all of the different um, ways that you have shared with me that this podcast has changed your life. And if this is your first time tuning in, I really hope that it has that effect on you as well. My biggest wish is that I can fulfill my purpose by helping to talk through the things that I've researched about myself in order to help you work through your own things that you're beginning to research about yourself or perhaps that you've been researching about yourself for a long time. This is an effort in transformation towards healing and you are in charge of your own healing just as I am in charge of my own healing and that is why today I am going to do something that is hopefully very healing for all those involved and um, record what is the most requested podcast episode ever. So why today is the question, and the answer is, as I alluded to before, this is the 22nd episode of the Doorway to Self podcast, and the number 22 is highly associated with twin flames. Reason being, twins, twos, master number 22 is all about purpose and working towards purpose and what are twin flames? Twin flames are here to serve mission. They're here to work together, whether they are actually physically together or they're working together in the astral to be able to fill some sort, fulfill some sort of mission towards helping humanity to become enlightened and to work towards ascension. But I will talk about that a lot more later on in this episode, but I did really want to draw attention to the fact that it is the 22nd episode. And by the way, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, which is actually Thanksgiving or any time after, it is duly noted that I originally actually am recording this episode 
on 11-22-2020 or 22-11-2020. So I just wanted to throw that out there too, that that energy is in here. It is majorly in here. (laughs) Back in March of 2020, March of this year, um, I began sharing my... Uh, A part of my story, the part of my story that is closest to my heart and the most vulnerable, that being my twin flame journey. And this is not something that I had ever shared before other than with select clients who needed the information and some of my very closest friends and my partner at the time. But... I did not divulge this information to the public until March of this year and it's because I I definitely had it had the message from the universe that I really needed to keep it under wraps it needed to be something that was personal and private to me and then right after the pandemic happened I got the straight shot go ahead of please not only should you be <laughs> feeling free to talk about this, you should be talking about this. And so here I am sharing this incredibly vulnerable story, this very, very raw and messy journey that I've been on for, well, lifetimes, but very consciously the last eight years and very cognizant of what it actually was the last three. So many of you have asked me, what are twin flames? What are the difference between twin flames and soulmates and karmic um, relationships or karmic partners? And so I'm going to just kind of delve into that just to give you guys some background as to what the differences in all of these things, what twin flames actually are. There are so many different theories and stories. So I'm going to be giving you my personal understanding. And as with anything that I've ever shared with you guys via this podcast or through my social media platforms or my blog or anything, I always say to you, I'm going to give you the information that I have. And then please, by all means, go do your own work, go do your own discernment, go do your own research and sit with this inside of yourself and see what resonates, what doesn't and find your own truth along the way. There are going to be things that I say that resonate and things that I don't. Um, So just know that whatever your truth is, is your truth. Um, Okay, deep breaths. So (laughs) what are these three types of relationships? So I'm going to start with the soulmate relationship because this is the most common type of relationship that we can have. And the way that we tend to look at soulmates in Western society is more so as romantic relationships, but that's actually not the only way that soulmates can carry out. We can also have parents who are soulmates, siblings who are soulmates, friends who are soulmates. Um, Many of you have probably heard the term soul tribe or soul family, soul fam. Um, A lot of my posts, I'll say, hey, soul, hey, soul fam, or I'm loving my soul fam right now or something like that. Um, Those are all different types of soulmates. And what a soulmate is, is basically when we are incarnated and of course 
please stick with me because if you don't believe in reincarnation, then this whole podcast episode might not be the right one for you to listen to um, because it's basically what this entire, the entirety of all of these theories is based on is the fact that um, reincarnation exists. So if that is not a truth of yours, then either listen with your own discernment or go check out another episode. Um, so basing the idea that basing ourselves upon the idea that reincarnation is in fact a reality coming from that lens um the thought the theory is that if you guys have ever heard the colloquial term you are cut from the same cloth or we're all cut from the same cloth um that is directly related to this idea of soul family or soulmates. And the theory is, at least in my mind, this is how I see it, is essentially that there's this cloth of energy and that the threads that are closest to each other obviously share their their common threads, right? We have threads in common. And so as souls are being born into bodies or plants or um, spirits that are trapped on earth or whatever it is, um, they are cut from the cloth and they go find their place in the universe wherever they're meant to be. And so the closer that those souls are to each other on the tapestry, on this cloth, um, the closer they're going to be in their energetic signature. And so basically your frequency is going to be extremely similar, almost the same even, but extremely similar. And so these are the people who you run into in your lifetime that you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've known them forever when you're just meeting them. Um, And it's because you're just meeting them in this lifetime. You've in fact known each other since the beginning of time. And so you're here together now to help each other, to support each other, to reflect each other, to listen to each other, to talk to each other, and to innovate, be innovative together, um, to be ingenuitous together and, and creative and um, really, you know, help things to click. So that's what soulmates are. And soulmates can be romantic. And in fact, most people who wind up in lifetime partnerships are with a soulmate. That's the number one type of romantic relationship that people will end up in for a lifetime. The second type of relationship I want to touch on is karmic relationships. And karmic relationships can also be soulmates. We can have soulmates who are also karmic. Um, And so these are people who are, um, but they don't have to be soulmates. These are people who are here to help us to learn very, very deeply, okay? These are people who are specifically here to teach us lessons and for us to teach them lessons. And they might be really ugly lessons, really painful lessons. We don't know. And again, this can be anybody. This can be a mother, a brother, a sister, a father. These can be friends. These can be romantic partnerships. Um, They can be teachers. They can be, you know, whatever. So basically anybody who you feel like you might have some bad blood with, they are probably a karmic partner. Um, The way that you can tell the difference between a soulmate and a karmic partner if they are not one and the same, 
Um, soulmates tend to flow very easily. Everything is based very much in love. There's this bright feeling that comes from them. There's just this feeling of comfort and home and safety and recognition. With a karmic partner, it's going to feel um, maybe very thrilling at first. Um, maybe like you owe them something or they owe you something. Um, maybe like there's just unfinished business in general and that's because there is. Um, there might even be a, an initial disdain or initial sense of competition or something like that. Um, and they might be both a karmic soulmate partner if or, or family member or friend if they embody both of those qualities, right? So maybe you feel completely at home with them, but you also feel this sort of um, like you're indebted to them or you feel so, so comfortable and safe with them, but at the same time, there's a sense of competition or um, maybe you've felt safe with them for years and then all of a sudden there's a really bad falling out and um, on the other side of it, you kind of feel like the mask has been lifted and you start to see all of these deficits that were living in your relationship throughout the entire time. Um, so those would be a trait of, of somebody who is both your soulmate and a karmic relationship person as well. So either of those can be, uh, like I said, romantic or platonic or even familial relationships. The third type of relationship that there is, is the twin flame. Not everybody has a twin flame. Now, a twin flame is somebody who literally shares the same soul as you. So when I said that not everybody has a twin flame, it's because of this. Basically, how I, and again, this is my understanding, how I understand twin flames is that when a person is too evolved, when one soul becomes too evolved for this earthly plane or really wherever they're at in the universe, they just become too evolved when the soul leaves the body or whatever space they're in, it actually splits in two and becomes reincarnated in two different vessels, whatever that might look like. So now this soul is two souls, but it's the same soul, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, what happens is that when the soul splits, it's therefore polarized and also synchronized, if that makes sense. So I like to think of it as the yin-yang symbol, right? It's two parts of a whole that are each their own part, right? The black part would not exist without the white part and so on and so forth. And in fact, there's even a little tiny black dot within the white and a little tiny white dot within the black. They're swirling around each other. You know, each one has itself within itself. Each one has each other within each other. And the circle would not be complete without both of them. But at the same time, if they were the exact same, then the circle would not be complete either. And so that's the distinction with twin flames is that we have to think of them as two completely separate people that create a third whole even though they came from a singular hole to begin with. 
So that's the deal with twin flames. And that's why not everybody has a twin flame because not everybody's soul has evolved and split. That's just not the way it works. So um, twin flames are seemingly rare. Um, I hear a lot of people talk about how rare twin flames are. Um, I would argue that they are actually becoming a more frequent reality nowadays, especially as we are shifting into a new earth, especially as we're shifting into new paradigms, into the age of Aquarius, etc. Because twin flames are helping the earth to shift and evolve. I mean, think about it. If, if a soul becomes too evolved for this planet and has to split in half and then come back as two completely, completely new whole souls and then perhaps those souls come together, then that's an entire new paradigm of information. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a whole other level of information, right? That's an evolved soul that has then evolved beyond its evolution. I know that was a mouthful that I just said, but I think hopefully you guys got that and understood that. Now, where a lot of people take this is in the direction of trying to make themselves feel really special and like, oh, I'm a twin flame. And so I'm, you know, more special and evolved than all of you because I'm on the twin flame journey and woe is me. And that's just not the truth, guys. If you're on that path, get over it because you are not going to come into union if you're that way. Um... So what is union, this thing that I just said? What is this word union? Because it sounds a little cultish, I know. <laughs> Honestly, the twin flame community, is it can be a little bit culty sometimes. Um, which is also why I say, guys, if especially if you're in a twin dynamic, please use your discernment. That's part of your journey. The twin flame community has become this suspool of people thinking that they have all of the truths and then trying to spew those truths and um, make people basically conform to them. And that's just not helpful. Every single twin flame journey is so unique into it unto its own. I can't even tell you how many people have told me um, in the past, like, oh, you know, that's not how twin flames work. And so, you know, that's even though you you guys are clearly twin flames, are you sure that that's what happened to you or whatever? And it's like, uh, yeah, that's my story. Sorry. Um, <laughs> don't know what to tell you, bud. Um, anyways, we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. Um, but my point is, is just please use your discernment know your truth because that's the only way you're going to evolve. So let's talk about what this idea is of the, well, let's just talk in general about the intricacies of what a twin flame dynamic actually looks like. Because a lot of the people who talk about twin flames talk about it as though it's this like beautiful, romantic, let me sweep you off your feet endeavor. And, um, you know, this is not a Disney fairy tale, my friends. This is actually... The twin flame journey is, it, it, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's equally as excruciating, or it can be. It can be. And um, some of the biggest pain in my life, and I've had a lot of emotional turmoil in my life, I, I can't even tell you 
how much I have undergone in terms of depression, suicidal ideation, su- self-harm. I mean, I have been, I, I've gone through the run of the gamut, you guys. And this, this twin flame journey happened after all of that. After all of that. And it was some of the most painful, it's been some of the most painful moments of my entire life. It's really, really hard. Or it can be. It doesn't have to be. It can be really, really hard. So there are several steps that tend to be, and notice the words I'm using, tend to be very characteristic of a typical twin flame dynamic, okay? So there's the initial meeting in the physical. And again, this is supposing that both twins are incarnated in the physical on earth at the exact same time. So that's also a part that has to play in this as well. There are several twins out there who are here, you know, one twin is here on this planet Earth and another twin is elsewhere in the galaxy or um, has died on the earthly plane and is here in spirit. And that's a whole other dynamic. So um, it, that can be wild and and sometimes even more painful than the, the true physical journey. But supposing that both twins are physically alive and here on this planet at the same time, the general trajectory of the twin flame dynamic is that the twins meet um, at some point in life. Usually it's later on in life. Um, this is one of those things that, uh, you know, when I told the some people in the twin flame community that I was 19 and my twin was 20 um, and we were in college, um, they're like, what? No, you were too young to meet your twin. And then I tell them what happened. They're like, oh, wait, actually, that does sound like a twin flame dynamic. And I'm like, yeah, see, I told you. Um, <laughs> so, um, yes. So both incarnated and also, by the way, a lot of twins will say that there's an age gap. Um, there's a significant age gap of 10 years or more between twins. Um, and again, you know, my twin is only a year and a half older than I am. Um, so we don't fall into that category. And that actually wound up tripping me up for quite some time because um, my ex-partner, Chris, that I mentioned, he and I actually have a 15-year age gap. And so for quite a while, I was like, maybe Chris is my twin. Um, and so that was a whole other thing that happened. Um, but this is the danger, you guys. This is the danger of listening to other people saying, wait, that's not possible. This is the exact detail that a twin flame dynamic looks like. Um, and so then we start questioning ourselves because we're like, wait, but that that doesn't look like this. And so we start to double back on our intuitions. And, and when you know somebody is your twin, you know it with your whole being. You know it with your whole being. And then you question it. Then you question it. The typical trajectory of a twin flame dynamic. You meet in the physical. You instantaneously recognize each other 
um, or at least you feel very drawn to each other and you don't know why, right? There's this kind of pull that feels very magnetic and you're not completely sure what it is. It's a little confusing. It can be very scary. You're like, what is this? Who, why am I feeling this? Um, you initially, okay, so here's the thing with twins is that you are mirrors for each other. That is your number one biggest job in the twin flame dynamic is to be a steadfast mirror for the other person and to look yourself in the mirror through them, okay? Um, and so what happens at first is that each of you tends to mirror your higher selves. And so what you're seeing in the other person is the highest purity of your soul. You are seeing the light and unconditional love that you are as a soul, as a being. And it is so incredible. It's so incredible. But usually you don't recognize it in yourself. You only see it in the other person and they see it in you. And so you treat each other as you should be treating yourselves. This is, this is the wildness of this. This is the beauty of this. You treat each other as you should be treating yourselves and you feel such unconditional love for this human and they feel such unconditional love for you. And so that's step one. You meet, you reflect all of this highest good in each other, all of your, your higher selves in each other. And then step two is that you start to reflect everything else. All of the shadows, all of the baggage, all of the triggers, all of the pain, all of the, um, all of the ego, <laughs> all of the things you don't want to be. And you, you basically drive each other mad. And at some point in time, step three then comes into effect which is that one person gets so triggered they want to run and so they run from the dynamic. And so usually there's something that happens where the runner, as they're known, there's the runner and the chaser, the runner will either ask for space or try to cut off all contact or, um, you know, perhaps block the other person on social media or um, move away or something. Okay. Or all of the above. Um, and then the other person in effect acts as the chaser. So remember you're mirroring each other. What happens in a mirror? If you hold your hand up in the mirror, you are reflecting exactly the same and yet opposite thing back to you. So what I mean by that is if you're holding your hand up in the mirror, it looks as though you're holding the opposite hand up, and it also looks as though you're holding the same hand up. So we're looking for an equal and opposite reaction. So when one person runs, the other person is going to chase. However, in chasing the twin, the chaser is actually also running, and they are specifically running from themselves. And that's what happens. So the runner's running away not only from the other person, but also from themselves. And then the chaser is running towards the other person, but away from themselves. Okay, they're going, oh my gosh, I have to have this unconditional love. I really have to feel this. I really have to experience this. And so 
they start running towards the other person because they've never felt that unconditional love, at least not in that amount completely from themselves. And so they've been taught that they have to find it within someone else and they have found it. They have finally found this feeling. They have finally found this person. And so they go and they chase after it, not understanding that they have to search inside of themselves to find that. And in order to do that, they're going to have to face all of their shit to find it. Okay. Um, so that's the next, the next step. After that, when the running and chasing has uh, led a short or long course, depending on how much work each person has to do on themselves, the chaser usually is the person who then comes to the realization of, okay, I'm going to have to put all of this focus that I put on them on myself and really working on myself and really trying to... Um, you know, I'll use my own words from this process, even though they don't completely resonate with me anymore, but I'm going to have to fix myself. I'm going to have to fix myself because I am broken. I am broken and I am inefficient and I am not the way that I want to be. And so it's time to fix myself. And so the chaser does that work and they begin fixing themselves. Well, what happens when one person with one half of a soul that is also a whole soul, what happens when they start working on their soul? It immediately affects the soul that is directly linked to them, which is their twin, right? So basically, as the chaser begins to work on themselves, it forces the runner to also begin to work on themselves. Now, this is not always the case. Sometimes the runner just runs and they stay stuck and that's that and it's too bad. Okay. Um, so that can sometimes happen. So from there, each person is sent to work on themselves. In the meantime, even though these people are completely separated in the physical, they are still extremely connected in the psychic. And when I say extremely connected, honey, I mean extremely connected, extremely connected. I'm talking they visit each other in dreams very, very frequently and oftentimes pass off information to each other of what's actually currently happening in their physical 3D lives. I'm talking about um, all of a sudden feeling a pain in your side and um, not uh, not knowingly or perhaps knowingly understanding that, um, you know, your twin is actually undergoing some sort of surgery at that time or I'm talking um, all of a sudden feeling drunk out of nowhere when you haven't touched a drink in years um, and it's because your twin has been drinking. I'm talking, um, you know, I mean, there, there are, I'm talking having full-blown conversations with them even though they're not physically there and you can hear the whole conversation. You can have a freaking entire conversation with them. This is the type of psychic connection I'm talking about. It's off the charts. It's beyond anything that I have ever known before or that anybody in a twin dynamic has ever known before. And anybody who's not in a twin dynamic, you probably have never experienced this before, at least not to the extreme that that this is. 
because there are other ways in which that type of dynamic happens. And I do have um, soulmate friends um, and specifically karmic soulmate friends who I do also have uh, a similar dynamic with where we're just extremely psychically connected um but it's it's nowhere near nowhere near what the twin dynamic is so you stay connected in the psychic or in the um in other dimensions and normally it's the fifth dimension but um it can definitely be dimensions beyond that and that's actually usually where my twin and i sit is usually around the 10th dimension um, that's, yeah, that's where we communicate, guys, somewhere between 5D and 10D. It's where the work happens. Um, <laughs> it is a thing. Um, so that's, that's what happens. And then as both twins, if both twins commit to the work and they are meant to come back together in the physical, then they will. And from there, that is either called union uh, or reunion. Um, it's called reunion if it doesn't stick. So what I mean by that is oftentimes twins will come back together in the physical, um, trigger the hell out of each other again, and then begin the runner chaser phase all over again. Um, and that pattern might reiterate itself throughout a lifetime or throughout several lifetimes, or it might not reiterate itself at all. And then you're in union. What that means is that the twins are physically together for the rest of their lives. Um, usually within a twin dynamic, there is an extreme amount of romantic and sexual chemistry but there can be twins, there can be twins who are actually blood related and do not feel that at all. There can also be twins who are only platonically attracted to each other, even though maybe they're not blood related. Um, they're only platonically attracted to each other and perhaps they're in business partnerships of some sort. The whole point of the twin flame re relationship and dynamic is um, essentially to help the earth into new ascension. So the twin flame dynamic is the catalyst to personal growth on behalf of both twins in order to help collective growth. So it's basically like it's basically like a charge to each twin as an individual so that as they learn themselves, they become more awakened to not only themselves, but also to human dynamics in general and psychic dynamics in general and spiritual dynamics in general. And then they're able to um, basically become so knowledgeable in that area that they're able to do healing work with others. And this can be in the capacity of an actual metaphysical career, which many twin flames do enter. It can also be in the capacity of music. There are so many twins out there who make music together. Um, art, it can also look like one one twin is an artist and one twin is a poet and perhaps the two combine their works together in some sort of incredible ekphrasis. Um, you know, it can be anything like that that's that's just genuinely and generally collaborative that somehow helps to warp the minds of humans um, in the direction of um, awakening even further. 
into further states. And oftentimes there are twins who will not get past the separation phase. Um, and my twin and I have in particular been in the separation phase for seven years now. Um, we have not been in contact in the physical world for four. Um, anyways, this is what, um, what the twin flame dynamic looks like. This is what it is in a nutshell. Um, and there is so much more to it than that. Um, I can tell you that the, the separation phase, at least the, the initial part of the separation is excruciating because it's basically, it basically feels almost as though you are, um, going into detox. Um, especially, I don't, I don't know how it feels to the runner because I was definitely the chaser. Um, but to me, it, it felt like I was, I was, um, detoxing from an addiction is, is really what it felt like to me. Um, I, I mean, I was having cravings. I was, I needed to, um, basically have friends who were my sponsors who would keep me from calling or texting him. Um, I would wake up in the night with sweats and shakes. Um, it was, it's, it's really, really, really intense and so, so painful. Um, and a lot of people will go into really deep depressions through this time. And I definitely did. I suffered more from anxiety than from depression depression but um depression almost almost equally and that was actually the catalyst for um the first part of my dark night of the soul experience for sure and if you haven't caught that episode i would definitely suggest going back and listening to it i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode i hope that it's been helpful to you um and hopefully answered some of your questions about any of those dynamics um, and if you're not in a twin flame dynamic, don't sweat it. You're not supposed to be. A lot of the twin dynamic is about the catalyst for awakening of some sort, you know? So I know for sure my twin was definitely um, curious about spirituality, but had not stepped his foot in it uh, really until he met me. Um, and I know that I was very well versed in the psychic and very ill prepared in the ethics department. And <laughs> as you guys know, I am huge on ethics now. Um, and so he, he helped me in my awakening with that. Actually, he was my awakening in that. Um, and so really, it's it's the catalyst for awakening is really what the twin experience is. Um, and a lot of people have that awakening experience on their own. Um, actually, a majority of people who go through awakenings have that experience on their own. Um, and usually there's some sort of other catalyst for them having their awakening. Um, the twin is just really another form of a catalyst for awakening. And that's how we can look at it. And so um, this was my catalyst. This was my catalyst. And this was my twin's catalyst. And if you're a twin, then it was your catalyst and your twin's catalyst. If you're not a twin, then you're going to have or already have had a different catalyst for awakening. And that's your experience. And it doesn't make you any more than or less than or 
anything. It's just that this is um, the experience that we have decided to write for ourselves in this lifetime and um, in, in most lifetimes. Because like I said, this is a dynamic that runs lifetimes. Uh, and perhaps your soul will split after this lifetime and then you'll have a twin dynamic in a future lifetime. Um, that's something I both wish for you and do not wish for you at all. <laughs> as I said, equally as painful as it is beautiful, but, um, you know, at least that's how I view it after eight years of, of this. Um, perhaps in the future I will view it differently depending on how this dynamic continues to play out for me. I welcome any of your questions. If you have any questions whatsoever, if anything wasn't clear to you, or if your brain is exploding with, you know, more curiosities after I've laid all of this out on the table, please feel free to reach out to me either via my email, doorwaytoself at gmail.com, um, or you can reach me on social media on Facebook at Doorway to Self or Instagram at doorway to self or at rachel.lea.gerson that's r-a-c-h-e-l dot l-e-a-h dot g-e-r-s-o-n like person with a g so you can reach out to me at any of those places or you can also head over to doorway to self.com and hit the contact button and fill out one of those contact forms as well um reviews are always helpful on itunes as well so if if this was an episode that really touched you, please feel free to leave a review. And last but not least, of course, I have my my uh, monthly live psychic Q&As that I host over Facebook and Instagram. So, of course, you're always welcome to pop questions in there as well, either live or anonymously uh, beforehand. All right, I'm going to shut up now and leave you. I love you and I'm wishing you so, so much love. Take care. Ooh, actually, one more thing. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Because if you have, I have a really good way for you to learn how to do that. So I'm going to tell you about that. Thank you so much for tuning into the Doorway to Self podcast, for helping to spread psychic education, and for being a part of the mental health revolution. I hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth, understanding and healing for more information on upcoming workshops retreats and online events please go to doorwaytoself.com thank you and have a beautiful rest of your day